the Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You ready? Here we go. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In today's show, I have Moshe Freed, co-founder and CEO of Class Stars, here to join me in a discussion about promoting a positive classroom culture and maintaining positive relationships with students. Moshe is a licensed clinical social worker with a private practice in Brooklyn, New York, and for more than a decade, he has helped hundreds of kids and their parents work with their teachers to achieve highly effective outcomes. One of his primary goals is to simplify frameworks for teachers that establish strong relationships with students. He draws from the research that suggests that a teacher's encouragement is powerful and that very often the kids who need the encouragement the most get it the least. This idea inspired him to develop Class Stars, a tablet application that makes it incredibly simple for teachers to record critical student information and helps bring to the forefront those students who need the teacher's attention and encouragement the most. Most importantly, it's all done in a positive way. And I have the pleasure of having him here on the Tech It Up Talk podcast to share his knowledge and passion with us. So I would like to give a warm welcome to my special guest, Mr. Moshe Freed. Hi there. Hey, Dr. Mack. It's great to be here. How are you? Oh, I'm excited to have you here and to share this amazing app that you have today. And so thank you so much for joining me on the Take It Up Talk podcast. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, as you know, the goal for this episode is for us to discuss and kind of promote a positive classroom culture to support student engagement and learning with the tablet application Class Stars. Of course, your knowledge and your expertise can help better inform other educators, educational leaders on managing a digital classroom, support all learners, and create positive learning experiences and student outcomes. And so we're just gonna go ahead and get started with just asking, what are some challenges that teachers face when they're trying to manage a classroom? Well, so what I'll tell you is as follows. When I started my career as a social worker, I was working in schools and I was taking kids out and spending between a half hour to 45 minutes with children one-on-one. And I really had an opportunity to listen to them speak and hear what was going on in the depths of their hearts. And what came out really quickly were two very big problems. Number one, teachers in general are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed, overburdened. Every problem that comes up becomes their problem. And very little consideration is actually given to the fact that the teachers have the limitations of actual human beings. It's surprising, but teachers actually have those limitations. There are time limitations and energy limitations that teachers actually have, and very little consideration is given to that. Now, because of that, kids will very often struggle for a very long time before they actually get the extra support. And it's not extra. This is what they need, but it's additional to what maybe other children aren't getting. So you take these two problems and you put them together and it's it's a disaster. And I came across this interesting research. There was a study done and you can check it up on YouTube, a really cool video to watch called The Invisible Gorilla, where they did this study. They took a, a video of a room with six people in the room 
three people were wearing white shirts and three people were wearing black shirts. Each team got a basketball and they would mingle with each other and pass the basketball from one to another. Now, the task was to count how many passes one of the teams made. And people who watched this video had to, you know, have to count it, had to focus on that. And it took a little bit of effort because they're mingling back and forth. Now, in the middle of the video, a man dressed in a gorilla suit walks into the center of the room, pounds on his chest, and walks off. And 50% of people who watch this video don't even see it because they are so focused on the task of counting how many times the ball is being passed, they don't even see the man in a gorilla suit. They don't see it, okay? And I thought about how that applies in a classroom because how many tasks are there that a teacher is forced to focus on in a classroom that's taking their attention away from other things. So there are predictors. There are things that are happening in a classroom that if a teacher could pay attention to those things, they will be able to circumvent many problems. They just can't do it because they're so focused on so many things, these kids go unseen and unnoticed. So the framework began, and I would talk to teachers about this, is to make sure to see every child. You need to be mindful and cognizant that every child that comes to school every day needs to be seen in a positive way. And unless you're mindful and intentional about this, inevitably some kids are going to go unseen. And so the premise of Class Stars, and I tell this to everybody when I demo the app, it's not a point system. This is not an app where kids earn points. This is an app where every child needs to be seen and we make it super simple for teachers to know that they've gotten to everyone and which kids have gotten the least so that they can be prioritized. So if you ask me, you know, what is, you know, a big challenge of having a positive environment, it's that teachers are very often very positive, but not for everyone. And if you're not going to be positive with everyone intentionally, those children that you're not going to be intentional about, that you're not going to get to, you can have the most positive classroom for everyone else. Right. But that one, two, three, four, whatever the number is, for them it's not a positive classroom. So you really need to be mindful of that. Wow, yeah, you you hit it spot on. I mean, teachers are tasked with so many different things and even more so now, but having the heavy weight of technology kind of being pushed over to them uh, to making sure the technology is working while they're trying to get the instruction. And of course, over this last year, trying to multitask different modalities of instruction. And so it's easy to um, lose uh, the, the focus and support of all of our students' needs. And we are tasked with so many different things um, because we're human at the end of the day, right? And so that's what's so amazing about technology because it can help leverage and maximize our time and our efforts and what we're trying to do. And you know, even in my daily life, like I call for Alexa <laughs> quite often and just to kind of help remind me to do things, you know, cause I have so many different tasks. So I can only imagine when you have a classroom of students, like a teacher's focus on trying to meet each student's needs. And then let's not even talk about some of the ratio of students to teachers. You have, in some places, a classroom of 30 kids to one teacher sometimes. Um, and, you know, each kid is individually different, unique in some type of way. And you want to, as the teacher, of course, you want the best for them and, um, and, and to cater to what their needs are and provide the supports that they need. But sometimes it's kind of hard to do that, you know? 
um, to do your job and to make sure that everyone's getting what they need in the classroom. So I love it. Now, what are some common mistakes or missed opportunities um, from teachers during instruction regarding um, student disruptions and reinforcement? Oh, that's a great question. You know, nobody goes into education because they love dealing with disruptive students. You know, the disruptive students is probably the most difficult part of education. We go into education because we're drawn by the inspiration of these kids, the kids who learn, the kids who grow. There's nothing like seeing a wide-eyed student discover something new. It's just so exciting. But there are those kids that struggle. And the way, the way I look at it is that every misbehavior has two components to it. There is the cry for help. Kids will cry, for, cry out for help in the most unusual ways. And most misbehaviors are that, a cry for help in some way or another. It's not a functional cry for help. The appropriate way would be for them to walk up to the teacher and politely say, excuse me, I need some help. But these kids are struggling. And so they do it in ways that are not always the nicest. But as the adults, we need to understand that and we need to work with that. Then there's a second component to the misbehavior, which is that it's a disruption to the class. Okay, now, if you ask any teacher, which of these two components is the more important one, they'll all tell you that the cry for help is more important. Everyone will say that because we do come in because we care about the kids. There's no question about that. The problem is, like I said beforehand, because we are so tasked with so many things, we can't get to everything and we need to prioritize. And our intuitive prioritization system is not the best. So what happens is we don't respond to the cry for help as much as we respond to the disruption because we are invested in delivering that lesson. We can spend hours preparing a lesson and that's us. We wanna make sure to deliver that. And if that's disrupted, we can't tolerate that. We can't deal with that as well. But a child's cry for help, sometimes we can not ignore it consciously, but we get distracted by other things. And the test, the litmus test that I always say is that how do you respond to mildly disruptive behavior? Because mildly disruptive behavior is still a cry for help, but it's not as disruptive. So if you could look aside at mildly disruptive behavior, now sometimes teachers will look aside at mildly disruptive behavior because they wanna make an issue out of it and it's kinda of gonna take care of itself. But in most cases, we know that most cases of kids that are struggling, they start to disrupt at a mild level. And when they don't get, you know, when their needs are not met, they take it up a notch. Just like when we're trying to get somebody's attention, we may call their name, we may tap on their shoulder, but if they're not responding, we're gonna shout louder, we're gonna shake them more vigorously, whatever it takes to get their attention. So if you're only responding to the misbehavior when it's at this high level of disruption, you are not addressing the cry for help. You're only addressing the disruption. And how does that make the children feel? It makes them feel like you don't care about them. Now, I'm not saying that you don't care about them, but it doesn't matter how you feel about it. What matters is how they feel about it because they're the kids and they're the ones who are giving up, unfortunately. And if we can get them to understand how much we care on their terms, they'll work harder for us. And so one of the features that we built into Class Stars, and this is really the heart and soul of it, is that we make it super simple for teachers to record misbehaviors effectively, right? It's not, we're not playing defense here. Misbehaviors is part of a classroom. 
So the way we measure misbehavior and the way we measure progress in misbehavior is critical. Okay, the way we measure misbehavior is you have a baseline of a frequency of misbehavior and intensity of misbehavior. So if a child is acting out, let's say five times a day over a number of days, that's the baseline. Now it's not acceptable, perhaps. Okay, it's disruptive, it's not good. I'm not saying good or bad, right or wrong. I'm just saying black and white, it is what it is. Right. Okay, this is the reality. They're disrupting five times a day. And progress would be if we can lower it to three times a day. Mm. Okay. Now the problem, and I've heard this so many times, and I call this invisible progress. Sometimes kids will try really hard to hold it together. And if they're acting out five times a day, and one day they come in and they act out only three or two times a day, in many cases, the teacher still sees them acting out and still responds as if they made zero progress. And then the kids come back to me and they'll tell me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how hard I try. The teacher still gets mad at me when I can't do it. So we, so class stars makes it super simple. Just a single swipe down on the most basic level will record that that particular child misbehaved at a specific time because the times are also important. Very often the time patterns will show you a lot about a misbehavior. Some kids have a hard time transitioning. So the beginning of the class is hard for them. Sometimes the day is a little bit too long. Some kids need a snack a half an hour before lunch because their lunch period is later and they just can't last that long. So the time period is very, very important. So we automatically timestamp everything, both the positive feedback, which again is not a point system that they need to earn. It's an entitlement that they deserve and the misbehavior records, which are looked at as a cry for help. So you can track the frequency of misbehavior. And as the misbehavior is decreasing, that's going to show up in the charts. So you're going to see that the minute a child makes significant progress, you're going to see a change in their dashboard. When you see an intervention working, you're going to be able to see that on the chart. And not only that, not only that, because misbehavior is a cry for help, we flipped it on its head. Okay. And the way it works, if you see this in the demo and you can download this app by yourself for free on your iPad, Android tablet, or Windows device, every child has a border around them that's color coded and the color coded is based on the ratio of positive feedbacks to misbehaviors because again a misbehavior is a cry for help so what do you do when someone asks you for help do you punish them do you incentivize them not to ask you for help do you make it like they did something terrible now granted there is something about that in misbehavior but the kids that are struggling need even more support so a child that has more downswipes, that's the, rec that's the way you record a misbehavior, than mm -hmm. upswipes, which is the way that you record positive feedback, will actually have a red circle around their picture. But what I stress to teachers is that that's not intended to penalize the child. It's a reminder for the teacher to catch that kid being good. This kid needs even more positive feedback. So we're highlighting the kids that are struggling, crying out for help in their perhaps dysfunctional ways. We're highlighting them for even more support and encouragement than just the average kid who's doing okay. All right. And as a kid is getting more positive feedback, their border color will turn to an orange when it's one to one or better when it's neutral. And then it turns yellow at three to one because there's some research that suggests that that's a significant ratio of positive to negative interaction. Blue at five to one and green at seven to one. So a teacher looking at the class stars dashboard can actually identify the kids that need their support the most 
based on two very important criteria. Number one is that everybody needs to be seen every day. Every kid needs to get positive feedback every day. And number two, the kids that are struggling need even more support. And it reminds me of, here's this famous picture of about equity with these three kids that are looking over a fence at a baseball game, mm-hmm. right? And one kid is really short, another kid is really tall, and another kid is kind of in between the in between the two of them. And each of these three kids are standing on a box. Now the problem is that for the really short kid, the box isn't enough. They need more than one box to be able to see. And the really tall kid doesn't need any box because he's tall enough to see over the fence just from standing on the ground, right? And the kid in the middle, one box is good for him. So the equality approach is to give each kid one box, but that's not really getting it done. The equity approach is to give the really short kid two boxes and the really tall kid doesn't need any box. And the middle kid needs one box. Each kid needs what they need. Now, I know there are some people that don't even like that. (laughs) And I get that. I just mean to point out that with class stars, we want to identify that, first of all, that every kid needs support every day. There is nobody in a classroom anywhere in the world that doesn't need support from their teacher. That's just bread and butter basic stuff, right? But the kids that are struggling need more and they need to be identified quickly and given the adequate support quickly. And if you can't get a kid out of their red border color, that's not necessarily a poor reflection on you as long as you're giving them support, but then you know to reach out for help. Then you know to reach out, whether it's you know to the school guidance counselor or social worker or whoever it might be in your school that's there to help you with that and say, look, I've been giving this kid more support than anybody else in the classroom, but they're still in a red border color. We need to talk, we need to do something here. All right, well, we kind of already went into discussing more about the Class Stars app. So we're going to go ahead and move into our next segment of the show and talk a little bit about it more specifically. And so in this segment, I like to call it Get Your Tech Together. And we're going to get our tech together today with Class Stars and Moshe Free. And so I know we kind of started talking about Class Stars already, but let's kind of rewind back. And just for those who may not know what we're referring to, what exactly is Class Stars? Okay, so like I said, when I started out, I saw all of these problems. There was so much chaos within the classroom, even in the classrooms that the teachers had under control, because the kids would come to me and speak to me privately, and they would confide in me how they felt about their teachers. And not so much how they felt about their teachers, but what they thought their teachers felt about them. And kids who thought that their teachers didn't care about them reciprocated. They wouldn't care about their teacher, right? If, if you feel like someone doesn't like you, you're you're going to have a hard time liking them back and it's going to be really hard to work hard for them. Right. So I, so I focused on relationships. I focused, I spoke to these teachers. I told the kids that their teachers mean well and that they're trying. I kind of reframed for the children how their teachers, you know, obviously when it was appropriate, how the teachers felt about them. And I told the teachers, you know, this kid doesn't understand how much you care about them. They don't see the effort that you're putting forth. Maybe you can do this, maybe you can do that. And teachers were very, very receptive because most teachers, at least in my experience, are good. They're good people. No one's going into education for the fame and fortune, right? right, So we're doing it because we wanna help. We wanna help, but it's just so overwhelming. So I would work on these frameworks of helping teachers be positive with kids every day, you know, recording their misbehaviors in an effective way that was non-judgmental, that was positive, that was supportive, 
And, and I was one day sitting on a train in New York City, and I was watching somebody play Subway Surfers. Now I had played Subway Surfers. <laughs> but I was watching this guy with such incredible precision, swipe up, swipe to the right, swipe to the left, swipe down. And I was thinking if we can simplify it to four directional swiping, like Subway Surfer, one of the simplest games in the world, and we can create a framework that is simple enough for teachers that they can keep track of it in that kind of a framework, we can really change education. Because there's so much, going back to the Invisible Gorilla study, there is so much going on in a classroom that teachers don't see that if they had a tool that would allow them to just record it in a simple, non-judgmental way for them too, because after all, a lot of teachers feel pressure when kids are not doing well. Teacher evaluation in many cases is based on student performance, which is crazy. It doesn't make sense that if a student is struggling that that's necessarily a, a poor reflection on a teacher. There's yeah. so many factors that go into student struggle. It doesn't make sense. So there needs to be a way for teachers to get this down. And I started to think of how we can build an app that guides a teacher through their day in a positive way and really identifies the kids that need their help before it's a crisis. Let's not wait until this kid is being is, is destroying property, disrupt, dis, you know, dis, completely disrupting your class, hurting other kids. Why are we waiting for that? Let's take an ounce of prevention, which we all know is worth at least a pound of cure. And let's wow. understand, let's understand that encouragement, human connection, teacher-student relationships is at the heart and soul of what drives people. When you feel like someone cares about you, you'll work hard for them. Let teachers know that when they compliment a kid, when they encourage a kid, they are depositing money into a bank that they will later be able to withdraw by asking the kid to work for them. Okay, and they're not asking the teachers are not asking kids to wash their car on the weekend. Right. It's not for the teacher. It's for the kid. It's to help the kid develop to learn how to read, to write, to problem solve, to interact with others. It's all the skills that kids need to succeed in life. So that was the idea to make a really simple to use app. Swipe up, swipe down. And we have different levels. It starts on single swipe where just swipe up records a positive feedback. A swipe down records a misbehavior with no real specific data, just that it happened and when it happened, which is actually quite specific. I shouldn't say no specific data, but if you are comfortable with that and you want to open it to full function mode, there's a little button that toggles it where when you swipe up, you actually get a positive feedback wheel. And there's a menu of different options of what the positive feedback is for. So you can be more precise in the record. And when you swipe down, you get a misbehavior wheel that has the common misbehaviors in the classroom, disruptive, not seated, distracted, talking, conflict, so on and so forth, all the basic stuff. And it's just a swipe and a tap. And we also have a five point scale that you can use. So after you swipe down on a kid, even on single swipe, there's a five point scale for positive feedback. There's a five point scale for misbehavior. So you can actually rate that. So at most it's a swipe and two taps it takes less than a second. And once you get used to it, it's even quicker than that. And you have this very, very detailed record. And then we created these really amazing charts because like I mentioned beforehand, if you have a kid that's struggling and you're working really hard to help them, how do you show your work on that, right? We all know teachers ask students, show your work. 
this way, even if you don't get it right, I can see that you tried. I can see right. you made that Right? How does a teacher show their work on a kid who's struggling? Okay? To me, a teacher showing their work if they are being positive with that child, if they are having positive interactions, if they are showing support to their child. So we actually have one dashboard where every positive event is plotted out along a timeline from the beginning of the day until the end of the day, and then running up the days and weeks as you go. And you could see every single positive event and every single negative event. So you can see clusters of red where kids are acting out, the red dots are the misbehaviors, the green dots are the positive feedbacks. So you could sit down with parents, you can sit down with the principal and you could say, look, this child is struggling, but they're getting actually more positive feedback than anybody else in the class by a long shot. This child is dominating my attention. I'm spending more time giving this kid more support, positive support than anybody else in the classroom because they're struggling. Of course, not completely to neglect anybody else. There needs to be that balance too, but teachers can show their work with the kids that are struggling and they can see what's working, what's not working. They can sit down with the team and have really, really clear data and measure it literally in a couple of days to see if the intervention is working because now it really takes a long time. You put in an, an intervention, you know, and I know with kids that I'm working with in my practice, I meet with people weekly. So it's at least one to two weeks right. or more to know if an intervention is working. But with class stars, in a couple of days, you'll see it. I like the fact that you can quantify your interactions because like you said early on that we have so many tasks with us and we're kind of doing more of a qualitative gauge on how we are supporting students. So you you would identify things that are common and that may happen often, but sometimes we unintentionally not pay attention to things. And I like that we can quantify that. And so what would be, I guess, like a scenario for a teacher to use in the classroom to kind of be in sync with them while they're teaching or like how can they use the application? That's a great question. One of the biggest questions that I get when teachers are starting out is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the first step, the first ask is please. And I say please two or three times because I beg teachers, give every kid positive feedback every day. Every kid should be seen for something positive on a daily basis. And teachers will tell me, I just don't have the time for it. I just can't do it. There is so much to do, I can't do it. And I tell teachers, you don't understand how valuable this is. You don't realize how this is going to change the way your kids listen to you and follow you. You know, it's like, I tell people it's always relative. You know, is $100 a lot of money? It depends, it depends what you're trying to buy. Okay. Right. If somebody wants to sell you a, a carton of milk for a hundred dollars, that's crazy. That's crazy. But if someone will sell you a house for a hundred dollars, I'll take two. Yes. Right? <laughs> so, so everything depends. Everything is a trade-off. Everything depends on what you're getting back. And I saw this great Ted talk, this great Ted talk from Dan Ariely. Dan Ariely is a behavior economist. I think he calls himself and he studies irrational behavior. He's first of all, very funny, but also incredibly insightful. And he did this study where he had three, three groups doing the same task. The task was they were given a sheet of paper with a bunch of random letters. He set this up in a mall or some kind of public place. And there was a sheet of paper with a bunch of random letters on it. And the task was find 
the pairs of letters. So two matching letters in a row. There are 10 of them on the sheet, you know, like a word jumble. Circle them and hand them in and we'll give you a couple of dollars to do it, okay? And after you completed this task, you were offered to do another one for a little bit less money. And each time subsequently, you were offered a little bit less money to do it. And the point of this study was to see how little money people were gonna take. So it wasn't the money that was motivating them, it was the three factors that were motivating them. And I'm gonna tell you what these three factors are right now. In the first condition, the people handed in the sheet and they would write their name at the top. And when they gave it in, the examiner would look the sheet up and down and say, uh-huh, and then put the sheet, the sheet face down and say, would you like to do another one? In the middle condition, there was no name written, no feedback from the examiner. It was just taken, put down, would you like to do another one? And in the third condition, the sheet was taken by the examiner and deposited directly into a shredding machine. And then you were asked, would you like to do another one? Right? Now this came on the heels of another study, which we all know this intuitively, that if somebody will shred your effort, you're going to give up. You're, you're not going to be motivated to work in that condition. So that condition is definitely a highly demotivating condition. And I don't think any teacher would ever purposefully try to shred up somebody's work or effort. That's so discouraging, right? And we know that putting meaning, giving feedback, encouraging someone is super powerful as far as a motivator is concerned. So when they looked at just these two conditions, forgetting about the middle one, the people in the first condition where they're effort was acknowledged and they were given the feedback, they they did it for the least money. They went the furthest in this exercise. The people whose work was shredded gave up very, very quickly. They went the least. But the real eye-opener was what happened about that middle with that middle condition. Was that middle condition going to be somewhere down the middle? Was it going to be closer to one side or the other? What was going to happen? What happened was the people in the middle condition, the people that got no feedback and no criticism was almost as discouraging as the shredded condition. Wow. And the, he had two takeaways from this experiment. The first takeaway is that ignoring someone's effort is almost as discouraging as sabotaging it. And that is so powerful for teachers to realize. You don't have to do anything to discourage kids. Just not acknowledging them is right. already super discouraging. But on the other hand, on the other hand, encouragement is so powerful, is so encouraging. It doesn't take that much to really motivate a kid. And that's why I tell these kids, these teachers, your positive feedback is gold. Your attention is worth its weight in gold. And ultimately, the kids who know how to get your attention are gonna be fine. They may not have the best scores academically, but they're gonna get through the system, they're gonna be fine, they're gonna figure it out because they they, they have your support. The kids who can't are the ones who, have, or who are the most at risk, mm -hmm. okay? So, so that's why, you know, yeah, teachers say it's hard for me to do this. So one of the things that I'm offering now to teachers and we're working on developing this and maybe we could do something like this together is i'm calling it the five minutes for five day teacher challenge Ooh. okay i want you to give me five minutes over five days divide your class into five groups and take a minute in the beginning of the class 
and encourage the first group. So let's say you have 25 kids in your class, five groups to five kids. Take one minute to give five kids positive feedback. And you don't even need to use class stars. Just take your class list and check them off as you go. 10 minutes into your lesson, take another minute to give five other kids positive feedback and check them off. It's much easier with class stars because all you got to do is swipe up on those kids. Five minutes, 10 minutes later, take the next group and get over the course of your hour or your 45 minutes or your whole day, whatever it might be, make sure that you're getting to everybody. All it is is five minutes. And in five days, you're going to see a difference of how the kids interact with you and how you feel about them. Because you're actually creating your own positive implicit bias with these kids. Because when all you see with these kids is their misbehavior, their negativity, that creates a confirmation bias where you're gonna start looking for that stuff. So by having these positive engagements, you're actually programming your own implicit bias in a positive way towards everybody in the class. And that is so, so, so important. I can't, I can't stress it enough. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you've given us some powerful things to consider just for practical instructional practices for us as educators, even without leveraging the application. And so before we end the show today, can you just share with us in this last segment, your best tips for teachers for managing their digital classroom and supporting a positive learning environment. Here's the thing that I tell teachers and kids and really everybody that comes to me. If we would realize how powerful we are, everything will be different. We don't, we underestimate ourselves. Teachers across the world, and I, I'm literally talking to teachers across the world, don't realize how powerful, how influential, the difference that they can make in kids' lives just by smiling at them, giving them a positive, encouraging word. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. You know, we watch these superhero movies where people have these superpowers where they can, you know, put their hand out and this energy comes bursting out or they can touch people and, you know, whatever, you know, control their mind or things like that. These are not fantasies, okay? When you gesture to a child something positive there's an energy that they feel when you smile at them there's an energy that comes out from you and infuses them with hope with encouragement with support when you give them a positive word it changes their day and it can change their life and i've seen it and and everyone has seen it we've all seen it we all know it but because we're bogged down we forget about it but if we would remember that, if we would remember that we are all literally superheroes with magical powers, and if we can just, you know, shoot out from our eyes, eye contact is so powerful. We all have heat vision. We all have the ability to look at people and make them feel warm, right? We all have that, right? Leverage it. It's there, it's in you. Just make sure to get to everybody. Okay, make sure that no one goes unseen because that is our kryptonite, that is our weakness. Mm -hmm. Okay, and also know that the kids that are struggling need more. So I'll leave, I'll leave it with that. That's my tip. Don't underestimate who you are and don't underestimate the potential of these kids because these kids have potential that can change the world. Oh, I agree. You guys heard it. We all have super magical powers to make us all feel warm. And we have to use those magical powers to support our students. And so can you share with us how can educators get access to the app, 
Um, what do they need to do to get started? So here's how you get access to the app. If you have an iPad or an Android tablet or a Windows device, you go to the App Store. So the Apple App Store for iPad. Now it won't work on a phone. We do not allow class stars on a phone because the way it's set up, you need to have everything right in front of you and the phone screen is just too small. So it needs to be a tablet. It needs an iPad. You go to the App Store. You search for class stars. It's spelled C-L-A-S-S-T-A-R-S. It's one word with two S's in the middle. Class stars. It's a free download. Okay. And it's the same on Google Play and it's the same in the Microsoft App Store. So you just go into any App Store and download the app. Okay. Now, when you download the app, we're going to ask you to register. You can log in with your Google or Facebook account or your Apple account, whatever. You know, we have a couple of different options that you can sign up with and you automatically get the bronze version. Okay. The bronze version is the free version that gives you a demo class. In this demo class, you can actually play around with the functionality of the app. You can see how the swiping features work. You can see the dashboards and the charts. So you can actually see, you get about two weeks, I think, of demo data. It's fake data, they're fake kids, but you can just get a feel for the simplicity and the power of class stars. And you're allowed to set up one class of your own. If you use Google Classroom, you can actually import your student data through Google Classroom and you can set up one class of your own. And there are a couple of upgrades. If you want to have more than one class, we have the silver version, which allows you up to five classes right now, but they're all the same students in the class. So this way you set up your classes by subject because typically kids that are doing well in one subject are not necessarily going to be doing well in every subject. Kids have their strong subjects and their weak subjects. So we want to divide that up and record the data in each separate subject. So that's one upgrade. And the second upgrade is the gold version that allows you to have up to five classes with different kids in each class. So that's if you're teaching multiple classes, you'll want the gold version, and they're priced very, very inexpensively. You can download this, and really, we're making it really nothing. It's $2.99 per month if you wanna go month by month for the silver plan, $9.99 if you wanna go month by month for the gold plan, and if you sign up for the year, it's even cheaper than that. So it's very, very low cost. And our goal is really to get as many teachers to use it as possible. Once we have good usage within a school, then we will talk to the administrators and we'll say, look, your teachers are already benefiting from this. Let's make this a bigger deal in your school. Let's go all in and make your school a class star school. So anyone can download this. It's available around the world for free. Set it up with one class, get comfortable using it. And we're also going to be introducing an ambassador program. So if you really like this and you want to become a Class Stars ambassador, details are going to be coming out soon. But I just wanted to throw out the, that little teaser over there. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. So make sure you check out the app, Class Stars. He told you it's free. You can download it and check it out. And Moshe, if they want to um, contact you through social media or follow you, how can they be a part of your network? So they can definitely email me from directly from the app. There is an email option in the app. There's a question mark button in the upper right corner of the app that it has a bunch of tutorial videos. And at the bottom of that is a contact us button that will open up an email that you can email me directly. I am on Facebook. We have a Class Stars official Facebook group, which everyone is welcome to join. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on there once the school year starts. So there's a Facebook group. We are on Instagram at Class Stars. I am on Clubhouse. 
So you can find me on Clubhouse and DM me over there. Now that Clubhouse has the DM feature, you can do that. So between Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Moshe underscore class stars on Twitter. So I'm all over the place. It's not hard to find me. And anybody that has any questions, I'm more than happy to help. All right. And that's Moshe, M-O-S-H-E underscore class stars, correct? Yes, that's at Twitter. At Instagram, it's just straight up class stars. All right, guys. Well, connect with Moshe Freed. And thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to have you on here. And I look forward to getting some raving reviews about your app. Dr. Mack, thanks so much for having me here. Of course. And until we meet again, second may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. <laughs>